Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. By the way, Senator Blumenthal, where are you this morning? I am on my way from New Britain. I'm on my way to Washington on the highway heading from Washington, D.C. up to Connecticut. I am on a train. I'm in my car. I'm on the Estella. Down to New Haven. And then I'm on my way to D.C. for votes. I'm in Washington, D.C. You're in the middle of a vote right now in the United States Senate. I'm in the midst of a Judiciary Committee hearing and just stepped out for a moment. I apologize that I can't spend as long as I'd like. You know what? You're like a Where's Waldo character? You know, it's, it's like I have to find you with pins on a map. And welcome, welcome once again joining us. Who knows where he is and where he's going, but they're always peripatetic, always available. Senator Richard Blumenthal joining us today. Hello, Senator. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. And uh, uh, I don't know whether you put that montage together with AI uh, I assume it was my voice. <laughs> that is your voice. Oh, that's cute. But I'm so, in Hartford. Okay. <laughs> Good for me. you. It is you I. Are, you're amazing. You are. You really know every single corner of this state, I have to say. So, Senator Blumenthal, well, Happy New Year and welcome. Did you have a good weekend? I had a wonderful weekend. Uh, three of our four children were able to be with us, and uh, it was a, a very wonderful way to begin the new year. That's wonderful. Good for you. I'm happy to hear that. And so hope you did too. Yeah, yeah. I had a million people. We had uh, a Joannis in Manhattan, about, uh, I don't know, 15 or 20. And then yesterday we had 22 in Westport and some overlap, wow. the same group, the same aunts and uncles and cousins, and then some other friends. And it, it's really great, but I'm tired, but I have a lot of good carrots and stuffing for the rest of yeah. the week. So I'm happy. So Sen- Senator Blumenthal, <laughs> you, you began with AI and you have been leading with, of all people, Josh Hawley. I think it's fair to say the two of you don't agree on much. Uh, and plus, I assume, because the Senate was very much in its closed-door session about this AI summit last week, tell us about, to give us the 40,000-foot, what's going on in the U.S. Senate right now when it comes to regulating artificial intelligence? Artificial intelligence is a source of tremendous, potential promise, curing diseases like cancer, detecting illnesses, doing a lot of work that right now is very time-consuming and unproductive for people, but at the same time, it offers a lot of perils as well. And the world of deep fakes and impersonations and other kinds of frauds and scams is very potentially real. So we need to maximize the promise and avoid the perils. And that's the reason that Josh Hawley and I 
proposed a framework for legislation. It would create an independent entity to do oversight and licensing of new models. It would establish standards and require accountability for doing harm when the models, AI models done by these companies are not properly tested and where they do create the harms that can result from frauds and scams. We're approaching elections where AI may be very dangerous. There are all kinds of other kinds of potential harms. And so we want to stop the harms, maximize the good. And then uh, just yesterday, the majority leader of the United States Senate, uh, Chuck Schumer, brought together uh, an amazing number of tech executives, the big names in the industry, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, um, a variety of other CEOs and heads of companies to discuss where regulation of AI should go. And I was encouraged because at one point or another, almost all of them endorsed the major provisions, seemingly endorsed them, of the bipartisan proposal that Josh Hawley and I have proposed. That framework is the first tough, comprehensive proposed legislative blueprint for artificial intelligence. And the fact that it's bipartisan and coming from two senators, as you observed, who may agree on little else, but we do agree that the government should protect consumers against the, the harms and try to maximize entrepreneurial and technological advances, because that's what will keep us ahead of our rivals, China and Russia in this area. You know, I have a, a son-in-law who's very gifted, um, very gifted uh, software engineer um, with Amazon Web Services. He's a manager now. He's very, very brilliant guy. And he told me over the weekend that he was thinking, and I want to just put this to you and hear your thoughts on this, Senator Blumenthal. But he was thinking that all the people that gathered in Washington, D.C., he thought were there with one interest in mind, and the interest in mind was to squash competition because the way they became who they are in the world was by being very aggressive and basically either buying out or hamstringing or impoverishing competition along the way. And his concern about all of this dialogue is what you were just alluding to, which is that a lot of the innovation in anything comes from little guys and in little startups. And then the big guys get hold of it and they make it disappear or they buy it out or they steal it, frankly, or they steal it. Uh, I'm wondering if this was of concern to you as you had a lot of people who have already made their fortunes and consider themselves masters of the universe and throw their weight around. I was wondering if this was of any concern to you and how the framework was going to allow innovation at the lowest levels. That is a very, very well-founded concern, one of my major concerns, because government regulation, if it imposes excessive burdens, can in effect create barriers to entry that stifle mm -hmm. innovation. 
And even without government regulation, many of these big tech companies are all too ready either to buy out or shut out competition. They buy out new nascent companies when they pose threats of competition. And, of course, the innovators may want to just take the money mm-hmm. and sell their companies and then some start other companies. But they also shut them out. They try to exclude them. And that's the reason why right now, as we speak, the Department of Justice is suing Google because right. it exactly. uses its search engine to shut out competition, uh, favor its own products and services. And it's also the reason that I, as Attorney General of the state of Connecticut, sued Microsoft because they were preventing competition from posing a threat to their monopoly dominance. So, uh, you know, there's no law against bigness in corporations. There is a law against companies using their bigness to stifle competition. That is a very, very real danger. And so if you're going to create this independent agency, which I assume means that it'll have a board the way all of our other agencies have a board, and maybe there'll be a majority uh, who vote in, let's say, five Republicans to four Democrats one season or five Democrats to four Republicans one season. How do you envision that working, like other administrative agencies, like our FTC, our FCC, things like that, but only for AI? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, that's a, a key question, and we haven't resolved finally what that new entity should look like. But, for example, the state of Connecticut has just created an office of artificial intelligence. It's a separate office. It's not a new agency. The federal government could do much the same, but it also could create a new agency like the Federal Trade Commission or the FDA. Think of it this way. You know, in in drugs, in airline safety, in car safety, in toy safety, we have separate agencies, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, the FDA, the FTC. Now, creating a new agency and a new bureaucracy may not be acceptable to some of my colleagues who want to prevent the growth of government bureaucracy as they see it. So we may want to create an office that coordinates what other agencies do now. For example, the, the FDA actually regulates medical devices, and many of those medical devices will be using artificial intelligence to do their work. So this responsibility could be spread among different agencies. But the point that you raised earlier about barriers to competition, we need Mm -hmm. to make sure that whatever the testing that is necessary to be done will not impose excessive burdens on the innovators, the startups, the inventors, because they don't have the resources of, let's say, a Google or a a Microsoft. 
And so we, we need to make sure that we strike a balance between the testing and the red teaming, as it's called, and uh, on the other hand, the excessive burdens that it may create. So it has to be effective, but safe. Do you think it will happen soon, Senator Blumenthal? You think it'll happen in the next six months? There's a lot of momentum, a lot of bipartisan support. Josh Hawley and I are uh, Republican and Democrat, but there are lots of other Republicans and Democrats who are also interested. And so I am hopeful that we will introduce legislation. The framework that we've introduced is not legislation because we want to elicit comment, criticism, support. And as I mentioned, I'm very, very pleasantly surprised by the amount of support for the idea of an independent entity, licensing new models with standards, and holding accountable the big companies and the little ones for harms that they do, and giving enforcement power not only to this entity but also to private litigants and to state attorneys general. Mm. So uh, I'm hopeful by the end of the year we'll submit legislation that will embody this framework. Senator Blumenthal, Gary from Greenwich asks, what happens if the U.S. puts restrictions on our companies while foreign companies don't have the same restrictions? Well, you know, uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, The regulations that are adopted probably will apply to foreign companies if they want to do business in the United States Mm. as well. But, you know, Europe is actually ahead of us. Europe is imposing regulations on our companies because they do business in Europe. So we really need an international framework here, Uh, you know, much like we do with, let's say, airline safety. You know, the the airlines that fly around the world have to meet common standards, and those standards actually are led by the United States. You know, when the 737 MAX crashed, it was an Ethiopian airline plane, but the United States imposed higher standards on Boeing. They had to revise the 737 MAX in terms of its safety features. That affected every airline around the world. So I think the United States standards will become the world standards. One more question, uh, Senator Blumenthal, before you go. We had talked last week, and my audience was very energized and upset. I really thought you would care about this. Do you know how much data is now being collected by car companies from our cars in the very, very fine print, I would argue not with our consent at all, including our sexual habits and our race, our demography, not only the obvious location, which is none of their business, and they are selling it with impunity, they are collecting it with impunity. You know and I know that the older cases constitutionally talked about a reasonable expectation of privacy in a phone booth. And I would argue that certainly we have that expectation in our car. Are you aware of any federal legislation that can stop this collection of data from cars? It's happening from all different reasons because cars are now one walking computer. But being they able to— They are rolling computers. You're rolling computers. Yeah. But they are collecting our, our most private information and selling it. Is there any movement in Congress to make this illegal? There is movement toward a 
major privacy bill, but unfortunately, we've encountered hurdles. And uh, I'm still working with colleagues on both sides of the aisle. I was a leader in this effort. I have a measure that is called uh, the Kids Online Safety Act. A colleague uh, and I, Ed Markey, are working on revisions to the Privacy Act that applies to children. But what we really need is an overarching privacy bill. So far, we've been unable to agree on it. Um, And you're absolutely right about cars. They are literally rolling computers. They're computers on four wheels. And uh, we need to make sure that they are protected from invasions of privacy, not only by the manufacturers of the automobiles, but others who can hack into them. That's right. For example, uh, you know, uh, domestic violence abusers, if they're able to hack into the the car computers of the former partners or spouses uh, who are estranged from them, they can actually track them and follow them. Uh, so there are potential dangers there. And uh, I'm very glad that you raised it because we actually did a study and a press conference on it, uh, oh, I think about a year, a couple of years ago. And uh, I think it's a topic that we need to revisit. Thank you. Senator Richard Blumenthal, thank you so much for taking time out of your always very busy day for coming on the show and giving us a catch up. We're going to be following all of this in the newspapers, but obviously we want you to come on whenever you can to give us the scoop on what's happening in DC. And we always appreciate your efforts and your accessibility. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. Thank you very much for having me. Look forward to joining again. Thank you. Thank you. Happy and healthy. We'll be right back with more of the Lisa Wexler show. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.